Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. And welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. The show's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Senator Steve Daines is joining us by phone this morning from Washington. Sir, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Troy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not surprisingly, uh, pretty busy for you there in D.C. So I do appreciate you taking some time to chat with us today. I, I don't know how you fit us in the schedule, but I appreciate it. Hey, it's really important, Troy, with all the uh, craziness that's going on in Washington, D.C., that uh, we have a chance to chat and keep keep Montanans in the loop what's going on. Well, I mean, there's several things that we can hit on this morning. Uh, but one, I think that uh, we need to make sure that we, we mention something that I guess many listeners would be surprised to hear the TSA last month confirmed that it allows illegal immigrants to use arrest warrants from Border Patrol or ICE as a valid form of ID, something that will get them on board a plane. And, and that's something that you, a lot of your colleagues, are working to address right now. Uh, Troy, if there's a definition of outrageous, perhaps this ought to be it. It's crazy to think that illegal immigrants, and by the way, just using the term illegal immigrants, they're being allowed to fly, and they are presenting their own arrest warrants as a form of ID because, of course, they can't get a driver's license and they can't get a social security card or can't get a passport. So what they do, they, TSA says you can use your own arrest warrant as a form of ID to get on a plane. Troy, uh, we should be arresting them. There's an arrest warrant for them. It, it, it's insane. And this is just another example of this administration, of what they're doing here to promote lawlessness and lawbreakers. And this is another serious threat to our national security because some of these individuals uh, are, are, are not, not only are they illegally coming into our country, all of them are, but there's some that are even on terror watch lists. And the fact this is even an issue that we've got to introduce a bill, that I led a bill to stop using arrest warrants as a form of ID to get on a plane, it's insanity, and uh, we've got to put an end to it. Well, and I suppose a, bi a big issue here is, you know, they're saying, well, you know, they, they do cross-check that with the information that's provided, but the information that's provided is not verified. It's just whatever name and information they gave to the arresting agents, none of that is necessarily true. That's correct, because they have no form of enter our country and so it's it, it's it's crazy troy and i think this is why you're seeing so many americans just fed up with what's going on in washington so on one hand they're promoting lawlessness allowing illegal immigrants we had a record two million illegal crossings in our country last year so we've got a lawless southern border and yet then you have the federal government imposing these mandates on the American people that make no sense. It's no wonder you've got truckers protesting. It's no wonder the American people says we are fed up with this. It, it, this is a fundamental battle on freedom versus socialism on one hand, but there's another battle here, and that is those of us who believe in the Constitution and the rule of law to protect our country and those who are promoting lawlessness, whether it's defunding the police. I heard one of my colleagues say the other day that uh, my, my, many of my Democratic colleagues are pointing fingers while the bad guys now are pointing guns. We are seeing armed robberies going up, homicides going up, and in Montana we're seeing that too, Troy, sadly. It spikes in violent crimes, in felonies, in homicides. And Troy, they're all, in the most cases, related to drug 
Senator Steve Daines with us this morning. And is there, what do you believe the chances are of, of pushing that through? I mean, obviously, it's a divided Senate. You need to get some Democrat support there. Would, you think that ought to be a layup, wouldn't you, Troy? Would be, and that's what I wonder. This seems like a pretty obvious thing here. It, it, it is, but it ought to be an obvious thing that we ought to be enforcing a law on the southern border. Uh, similarly, and, and, and it's, it's as if my many of my colleagues uh, just don't want to deal with this. They want to see these illegals flooding in because I think they see political gain from that, Troy. That's the bottom line on this. They see these illegals coming in here as being possible voters. So they can maybe have a, a shift in the power in this country, and it's just fundamentally wrong. And so this is why you know we get in these fights with, with Biden where Biden kills the Keystone XL pipeline in the first day he's in office. And yet he gives a green light to the Russian gas line, that Nord Stream 2. And now Biden is saying here yesterday, well, maybe we should put sanctions on the Russians for that Nord Stream 2 pipeline. We were talking about that months ago, and uh, most of the Democrats opposed us on that. We, we saw this a long time ago. Why is Biden promoting Russian energy and stopping made in America energy? And the, the sad reality is, Troy, this has profound implications for national security. One of the great things we can be, we can take comfort is America has become energy independent because of made America energy. And you've got Biden reversing that because of these folks chasing the Green New Deal. They're shutting down made in America energy, and it promotes more Russian-made energy, more Middle East-made energy. We do not want to go back to the days of the 70s when we were dependent upon OPEC, and that's where Biden has taken us right now. Senator, you mentioned, of course, uh, everything that's happening up in Canada right now, the Freedom Convoy. They've gathered in Ottawa there, the the, the truckers. They're also they're backing up the Sweetgrass border crossing up, up Shelby Way. I mean, what, what's your feeling about what's happening there? Well, listen, I, am, I stand with these truckers. I stand with all Montanans and Americans and, of course, our neighbors to the north who are fighting for freedom. Uh, they're fighting against these overreaching federal mandates, uh, whether it's coming from Trudeau in Canada or coming from Biden in America. Uh, we share with our Canadian friends across the border uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the fight for freedom. Uh, I heard from Montana truckers in December. I had a roundtable, in fact, uh, in Helena, and we were talking about how these mandates will impact their businesses and their workers, not to mention increasing prices, uh, worsening the supply chain crisis, harming our small businesses. I mean, we're in the middle of a supply chain crisis. We've got an inflation at the highest levels in 40 years. Why in the world would you have government policies here that are going to further disrupt that, cause truckers to lose their jobs, further disruptions here, getting goods onto our shelves? We call it bare shelves Bidens, what we see right now in our grocery stores. Our truckers are fed up with it, and uh, I'm proud of what they're doing. Of course, there is, uh, you know, there's a pretty significant impact to the truckers that are then stuck on the Montana side of the border right now. And it's interesting because if they work for a company, they're still getting at least paid to sit there. But there are in, in the trucking industry a lot of owner operators. And unfortunately, they're caught in the crossfire. They're losing thousands every day when they can't move. And their livelihoods are on the line at this point. So what, what can be done to help them? Because they've got their families, their businesses are on the line. Absolutely. Well, listen, it, it's, it, the mandates are the root cause that are creating all these problems. There's a simple solution here. End the mandates. Uh, that, that will solve the problem. And our truckers, they've got common sense. They're asking, when I had this roundtable, that says, why isn't natural immunity part of the equation? Why is it that it's either, either take the jab or, or lose my job? 
What, what about natural immunity? And by the way, Troy, I, I, uh, uh, I'm pro-vaccine. I've, I've had the vaccines. My wife's had the vaccines. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not opposed to the vaccines. I just am opposed to the mandates. I think that should be a choice that responsible people can talk to their doctors and get the information and make decisions themselves. Uh, but this, this is what the truckers are rebelling against. And so if, if the administrations and government leaders just get rid of these mandates, and you're starting to see it, by the way, it, just in the last 48 hours, we're seeing governors, we're seeing mayors, uh, uh, blue state governors, we're seeing blue mayors, Democrat mayors who are backing away from these mandates. Even California's talking about it now because it's not making any sense and the mandates are causing more problems. They're not solving the problem. Senator Steve Daines with us this morning. We've got uh, about four minutes left with him before he has to get back to doing what he does there in D.C. And you mentioned, of course, the supply chain. And I suppose that ties in you and Senator Tester and uh, Representative Rosendale. The, the whole Montana crew up there really has been involved with the efforts to help level the playing field in the meatpacking industry. And there's several issues there. But you've been pushing to investigate, to hold companies responsible for their actions. Absolutely. You know, Troy, somebody who uh, went to kindergarten uh, through college in Bozeman and uh, have, has a lot of have a lot of ranchers, cow-calf producers as, as friends well before I ever got involved in politics. I hear from them all the time. Many of them are dear, dear friends, texting back and forth, calling back and forth, you know, keeping a, uh, a close eye on what's happening right now with prices. Here's the bottom line. Our ranchers have been losing. Uh, and and uh, families are paying a lot more for beef on the shelf. Uh, the meat packers are winning while the ranchers are losing. And this is not something that uh, has occurred just because of what's happened with COVID. Uh, this has been going on for a lot of years. Now, what's happened in the last couple of years has just been far worse. But this is not a new problem. This is why we've got to hold these meat packers accountable for market manipulation manipulation you have a stranglehold on the market you've got basically four meat packers that have a monopoly on the market and this is harming our ranchers it's the spread between the price on the hoof that our cow calf producers get when they sell versus the price at the store in terms of what we call the cut price is what the what the uh, packers are getting for that that gap is getting way too big and we're not going to stop working on this till we get to the bottom of the the core issue and that's why we're working on these two bills there's one's called the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. The other one is the Meat Packing Special Investigator Act. Both of Montana senators are on these bills, as well as our congressmen. This is very bipartisan, uh, and we've got to get to the bottom. Now, you may have seen the last couple of days, there's been a talk about JBS settling, uh, trying to get a settlement based on some of the wrongs of the past. Uh, listen, that ought to be an indicator there's something going on there, and uh, I'm not going to be satisfied until we get to the root cause and we solve the problem going forward. So uh, stay tuned, Troy. We have more to come out on this. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we need to help out Montana's ranchers. And I, and I suppose really the other side of that coin is then you help out smaller meat packers in the game. I mean, that that's only going to improve the supply chain. It will. And listen, I think all of us as Montanans, we want to continue to see the generational handoff of these uh long-held family ranches across Montana. It's what sets us apart, what keeps Montana unique and special around why it's such a great place to live. It's because of these generational farm and ranch operations. And I love seeing some of these now Montana meat packers starting up. Like we've got Eastern Montana Meats out in Sydney. I toured their operation here several months ago. Uh, here at Eastern Montana Meats, it's EMM. You can get some of their beef in the stores and several of the grocery stores across Montana. 
Montana, raised in Montana, finished in Montana, and slaughtered in Montana. It is Montana beef. And I'm proud. We, we go to a, a, a town and country carries it. Uh, we're, we're from the Gallatin, Gallatin Valley there. And we're proud to, to uh, support eastern Montana meats. That's an example of starting to address this problem by bringing some of the packing capabilities into our state. We'll see you there, and then you dovetail into country of origin, but we don't have time now. So, I mean, you did a great job if we had more time. <laughs> well, I support country of origin labeling, I'll tell you that. We just want to make sure that uh, when the consumers have a made-in-USA label, private USA label, that they that, that cow is actually born, raised, slaughtered in, in the United States and not imported from Brazil, and that's really important. Senator Steve Daines with us this morning on Coffee Break, and unfortunately, we have to let him go do his job. So, Senator, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Hey, Troy, thanks for having me on. Stick around. We've got more Coffee Break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. Appreciate you hanging out with us today, making us a part of your schedule. The show's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And thanks once again to Senator Steve Daines for taking some time to chat with us this morning. And we're going to finish out the show with Conrad Everts. He's, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So grab that mic, pull it, pull it on up. I didn't even give him a chance to get sent this morning. Conrad, thanks for coming in. You bet. Well, nobody's ever complained about not being able to hear me before, so <laughs> that helps. We'll make it work. You're a county commission candidate. Yeah, but to... let, me, let me say two things first. First yeah. of all, being back in here brings back great memories. I don't know if you remember Pete Demnault down in Missoula, KGVO, but I uh, co-hosted with him when I was a kid at the University of Montana, so it's kind of fun to be back in this setting. And second, I'm terribly jealous of your beard. Yeah, well, it's it's taken a long time to to work on it. That's a beauty. As a Dutchman, I don't think I'll ever be able to grow <laughs> one like that. So yeah, I've uh, I've probably made one of the dumbest decisions of my life to jump into the county commission race for District Three. But you know, yeah, what? welcome into politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I'm probably going to get beat up pretty good, but um, I look around at the, the prices for houses in our community, and I see the young folks wanting to start families, and they need to be able to build equity if they're ever going to be retired. And uh, the plan to fix it is is simple. It exists, um, and we just need to get another person on the Board of County Commissioners that's committed to getting houses built, homes built here, and unfortunately, that's not in my backyard attitude that, that started about 17 years ago and brought us this smart growth concept. Um, it's, it's no longer acceptable. I get, I get that people didn't want Montana to change, but we've got the fourth largest state in the union here, barely a million people. 
there's room to build houses and you know not to use too big a word but we're creating a generation of nihilists in that these young people they don't see the opportunities and and i made a video yesterday apologizing to them i'm generation x my generation and the baby boomers we've created a situation in this in this county um that's that's frankly arbitrary is easily fixable and i'm going to fix it and i believe tom rolf being on the board will be able to work together and we'll be able to get this whipped so the, the 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 folks can either vote for me and we can get on this in a year or they can vote for my opponent and kick the can down the road another seven years so uh, why conrad why was now the time, like you said, you decided to get into politics. So that, that's a big step. It's one thing to think about, you know what, I think I have an answer and it needs to change to go, you know what, I'm going to raise my hand, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to be the guy. Why did you decide to do that now? To be honest with you, uh, God called me to do it. Um, I know that, that a lot of people don't like to hear that, but um, I lived the life of Riley up until COVID-19. I created a business that helped big game outfitters around the world market their business I was prosperous. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, my life very much, uh, traveling to four or five countries a year. If COVID wouldn't happen, you and I wouldn't be meeting right now. I'd be sitting on a riverbank drinking a gin and tonic in Africa right now. But COVID wiped out my business. Um, it, it took away everything, everything I had because I'd built an, three international businesses. And so, frankly, I've spent the last two years on my little campground on the west side of town with a shovel and a wheelbarrow trying to do what I could do with no money coming in. And uh, a lot of very desperate outfitter clients around the world running out of money, running out of uh, business themselves. And I'll tell you what, uh, working a shovel like I did is very transcendental. I, I had a lot of time to think, I had a lot of time to get right with God, and I had a, a lot of time to shut up and listen because I didn't have any money to distract myself. And what I saw was our three daughters all coming up uh, to the age where they should be getting married, starting families, and, and buying homes, and that just was not on the agenda. We just had a grandbaby, and it, it lives down in Deer Lodge with Mama because Mama can't afford a house in Lewis and Clark County. That's why, and I'm going to fix it. And the other part of it is, as an entrepreneur here in Lewis and Clark County, I've struggled with the bureaucratic mafia here. They have put me down. They have pushed me out. I've seen where they choke out my business and choke out other businesses. Uh, Corey Stapleton, a couple years ago, had a get-together with entrepreneurs in Lewis and Clark County. He asked us, what's your biggest challenge? Sitting in a room with 100 entrepreneurs, the number one thing that came up is uh, – the county administration, the county. And what I'm saying right here at this moment is giving me a huge advantage because one thing I've seen traveling Africa is that the Impala always has an advantage over the lion. The The, the lion fails, it misses a meal. The Impala fails, it, it loses its life. And if I fail at winning this election, I'm going to lose my livelihood because I'm making a lot of people really mad right now on the radio with you. And I've been called into many offices over the last few years and been threatened. And uh, I know that I better win this. Conrad Everts is our guest this morning on Coffee Break. Got about uh, seven minutes left with him. And uh, I guess we should, because I don't want to run out of time before we mention it, uh, you're kicking off your campaign sort of, I, I guess, officially or sort of the big event. You, you got a concert coming up. Let folks know what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. It's called the Freedom to Prosper concert. Uh, first of all, 
my campaign slogan is uh, the pursuit of, of happiness. That was guaranteed to us in uh, <clears throat> the Declaration of Independence as a top three right from God. So what are we going to do? First of all, it's going to be great music. If you've never heard Leah Guest, she's out of Wolf Creek. I think she lives in Great Falls now. Uh, she's fantastic. The other band is Sons of 406. They're just a hoot, great band. Uh, we're going to get together and we're going to enjoy some tunes. We're going to enjoy some fellowship and some happiness. Uh, more importantly, I've invited about 250 businesses and their staff to the concert in the hope that I can hear from them what they went through over the past two years and learn from it. I also want to share with them my current plan, which of course is always evolving. So here's what I did. I did a public records request from the county health department for their list of complaints toward businesses in our county over the last couple of years. That's what I've used as my guest list. So that worked really well, but reading it over, especially now when in retrospect, we see most of the COVID mitigation strategies failed and created consequences, reading this 460 pages of complaints is heartbreaking. The divisiveness and pettiness that COVID brought out in our community needs to be healed. It is time to heal, but the healing comes from true politics and accountability. And let's remember, politics is the art of everyone's concerns being considered. And now that we've seen the predictable spike in diseases of despair, we need to make a new plan for the next pandemic. Does anyone really believe that China doesn't have more viruses ready to go? We need to look back at what happened and decide as a community what worked and what failed and how to do this better next time. We need accountability. So I'm a listener. I want to listen to the 250 business owners that hopefully will come to this concert at 3 o'clock at the Hilton downtown, Doubletree Hilton, uh, in the big ballroom. Um, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, they also have a bar just down the hall. So come <laughs> listen to a couple couple songs, listen to me talk about how we're, we're going to do this right next time, and then go watch the Super Bowl there, there in the Hilton. Yeah, well, and uh, Conrad Everett's in the studio with us this morning running for uh, county commissioner. And uh, something you mentioned out there, sort of central to your campaign, uh, pursuit of happiness. And you've talked about how, uh, you know, you, you're going to run your campaign the way you've sort of built your businesses and run your life. And that's making friends. And uh, is that possible, Conrad? I mean, with the public, certainly, I, I suppose. But when, when we think politics and we think making friends, the two don't necessarily mesh together very well. Is that possible in today's politics? Well, I can't speak for anywhere but here. Um, but, yeah, absolutely here. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. I, I One of the things that got me started on this is uh, I heard a guy speaking to the Board of County Commissioners during the summer, and I, I he was impactful. And um, I jumped in my car. I was in my office watching it on the computer, and I raced downtown and uh, I ran in and I saw him walking up the stairs of a building across the street. And I ran in there and I said, look, man, I'm thinking about running for county commission because we got to fix this housing problem. It seems like you really know this topic. We started talking. Um, turns out he's a he's a hardcore Democrat and we're friends now. And I know this is a nonpartisan race. I don't really identify with any party. I identify with people that work for a living. But uh him and I are hitting it off great, and I'm a friendly guy. I've got clients all over the world. i got clients throughout Spain, throughout Italy, throughout Iceland, into southern Africa, all over South America. And these people all have very, very varied politics. And like I say, I've been worked in 45 countries now, and that's taught me how to deal with other cultures in a positive way. So I'm willing to be friends with anybody. I'm excited to be friends with anybody. And one thing I tell the young people is like, look, <laughs> 
hey, today I, I may seem more conservative than you are comfortable with, but vote your own self-interest for two reasons. One, as you grow older, you're going to become more conservative. I was much more liberal when I was at the University of Montana back in the olden days. And two, you'll end up building equity. So, yeah, I can make friends, trust me. Well, in, in one of your goals that you've detailed, uh, is in one of your priorities is revitalizing participation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that seems to be, uh, that's lacking in many areas. You look right now at many county boards. There's all these different boards that help inform what different things happen. There's openings on all of them. That's right. Yeah, just the last county commission meeting, they had to reappoint somebody. It was their third term because nobody else was stepping in. That county commission room is empty most times. I mean, very. I'm headed there right after this. There's something very contentious on the agenda today, and I'm pretty sure it'll be empty. But I want to see, and I'm going to use the Internet. Like, the beauty of my background being in marketing and television, aside from my, my campground, is um, I know how to engage people online. I mean, you probably notice I'm making a ton of videos. A bunch of them are hilarious. I, I got to say the views are spiking right away. But we can use these same tools and me having an understanding of how to reach out to people online will allow us to bring people into the fold to listen and to have accountability. And one of the ways we can grow business, the other way that we can grow business in this in this area is we have a lot of existing government-funded entities but they need to demonstrate a return on investment, the tax dollars, whether they're federal, state, local, tourism, et cetera. And we can do that all online. What'd you do this year? We gave you X, where's Y? And we can do all that online. Conrad Everett's with us this morning, just one minute left. So uh, throw out there your elevator pitch. Why are you the guy and how can people find out more? Okay, my website, I have no idea how this URL was still available. Conrad4County.com. It's the numeral four, of course. So you can find out everything I believe there. The reason I'm the guy is I've got a ton of energy and I genuinely care about home ownership. Man, you, you, that was a short elevator trip. You still had like 30 seconds to spend. You nailed, you, you're new to this politician game. You're not using all the time and more. But remember, <laughs> I was in your seat way back in the olden days at KGVO. So Pete Denault taught me a thing or two. Conrad knows how to beat the clock. Conrad Everett's uh, joining us to finish out the show today. Uh, I sure appreciate you coming in, being willing to uh, chat. And we've got a while before this election, so we'll have to have you back in again. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's all the time that we've got today on coffee break but thanks for hanging out with us and uh, once again thanks to senator steve danes and his folks for helping me set that up always difficult to line up interviews with him while he's trying to get votes in out on the floor and everything so appreciate that we'll see you back here again tomorrow i'm troy shockley and that's it for coffee break today be sure to check us out on itunes head on over give us a review there that's always much appreciated or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.